Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. A warm welcome to you all today. Thank you for joining me as we spend a few moments today reflecting on God's Word. I'm Pastor Steve Sweats, thankful to bring God's Word to you from John chapter 11. Last week we looked at the beginning of John chapter 11 where Jesus gets news that Lazarus dies. Now today we're going to look at the next few verses where Jesus talks to Martha, the sister of Lazarus. So from John chapter 11 at verse 17. Now when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Dear friends, let me ask you a question today. And it's this. How do you define late? I know of a business owner who owns a landscaping company and he thinks if his employees are not 15 minutes early, they're late. And yet, lateness, time, is a very cultural thing. Last week, we saw that Jesus' timing was purposed and impactful, even though he waited two days before he came to meet Martha and Mary. So now Jesus is going to head back into the fire, so to speak, into Judea, the region where Jerusalem was, and the religious leaders hated the Lord Jesus Christ. And what Jesus teaches here is this I am statement. He's taught five other I am statements, referring to the fact that he is true God. This Old Testament language of I am, the I am. Today we look at the fact that he says I am the resurrection and the life. And in doing so, he gives true and living comfort. So first we think about grief. By the time Jesus comes to Bethany, the town where Mary, Martha, and Lazarus lived, Lazarus has been in the tomb four days. That's important. Bodies were quickly buried in the warm climate of Israel. And the same day the body would have been buried, like what we see with Jesus. Another important fact is that this timing was important because there was an old Jewish belief that the soul of the dead person remained near the body for three days, seemingly in case it came back to life. After that, once the body began decomposing then the spirit would leave. This obviously is a wrong view, as we know the soul goes immediately to the Lord. But it was a prominent view in that day, nevertheless. By the time the fourth day rolled around, the body began to decompose, and there were no doubts that indeed the person was not coming back to life. And so Jesus comes to Bethany, and what he finds is that there are many, many mourners in Bethany. The passage says two miles, or three kilometers, from Jerusalem, Hundreds of people would have come to visit this prominent family and to bring them their condolences and sympathies. 
as Jesus nears the town, word gets to Martha that Jesus is near. He might have even sent one of the disciples ahead to make her aware. And it seems like he stays in the outskirts of town. So we see then, after this, is that Martha runs to Jesus. She runs to Jesus and she comes before him and she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Martha is giving Jesus a plea of anguish. She's not giving a calculated rebuke. Rather, we see a mourning woman who sees the only man who could have been able to save Lazarus. Plus, she's been grieving for four days. And if you've ever spent some good time crying, you know that it takes away all of your energy. But Martha's statement to Jesus reminds us of an important truth. We're allowed to cry out to God. God's children may call to him. And if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you may call upon him at all times. Jesus does not rebuke Martha. She's rather casting her burden upon the Lord. 1 Peter 5 or 7. Martha's calling out to the Savior. But there are a couple of things to notice here about grieving. Christians sometimes have a tendency to forget important truths about God in the midst of their grief. Oftentimes their hearts are in the right place, but their minds are darkened by the shadows of grief. What Martha forgot when she said, Lord, if you had been here, is that Jesus did not have to be there to heal Lazarus. Back in John chapter 4, he healed an official son from a great distance away. He didn't go and heal the son. He told the official, your son will recover. He didn't have to be there. This is important to understand if you want to help those who grieve. We don't have to rebuke people for such thoughts. We rather become alongside them. We gently remind them of the grace of the Lord, of the truth of the Lord. He says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And in that we see another error in Martha's statement. She presumes on God's promises. She assumes that had Jesus been there, Lazarus would still be alive. And maybe you've been in that type of situation as well. Maybe a tragedy has struck in your life. And you've had the thought, maybe God has let me down. But God has not promised to keep us from difficulty. We will all die. Nobody is promised 80 years or 90 years or a long life. In fact, Jesus said in John 16, verse 33, In the world you will have tribulation. Rather, our faith will be much stronger in the hour of trial when we stand on the promises of God rather than our desires according to our wills. We know that trials will come, but what God has promised us is that he will use them for his good purposes in Christ Jesus. We also see our Lord Jesus Christ comfort Martha. Jesus says to her, your brother will rise again. What he's saying to her is that there is yet hope. This isn't the last chapter in the life of Lazarus of Bethany. And Martha's response shows that she has a good biblical understanding of the resurrection. She says, yeah, I know he will rise again. But that's not what he was getting at. Rather, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. These are words of comfort for not merely Martha, but for all who follow Christ. Notice first that Jesus used the important I am statement, identifying himself with God, the great I am of Exodus chapter 3. Second, Jesus is teaching Martha about himself. He himself is the resurrection and the life. Where he is, there is life. Jesus is there physically with Martha and the family. Therefore, Lazarus will be raised from the dead physically that very day. When Jesus returns physically, 
there will be the resurrection life. This will take place physically. Now, since Jesus is in heaven, the resurrection is simply spiritual. Third, since Jesus is not here right now physically, but only spiritually, all believers are raised now to a new life. When the sinner puts faith in Jesus Christ, they are spiritually resurrected to a new life. Dear friends, if you repent and believe, that means the Spirit is working in your heart. But you're then brought from death to life, from darkness to light. Then Jesus continues his statement. He says, Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? In this statement, there's a future and a present aspect. Jesus addresses the present physical aspect regarding Lazarus himself and the fact that that very day, Lazarus will be raised from the dead. But there's a future aspect to this. Jesus uses the word shall live and shall never die. I'm convinced that this is the most comforting statement in all the scriptures regarding death. Though he die, yet shall he live. That is a true confession of faith, and it's a tremendous comfort. Thirdly, we see Martha's response in the fact that she confesses faith. Jesus asked Martha a very pointed question. He asks her, do you believe this? And I think that's a very important question and a very enlightening question. Because this question goes completely contrary to the narrative of the modern day. What are the felt needs of Martha, and how can they be met in an inclusive and affirming way? That would be the questions today. But rather, Jesus asked her about faith, about belief, about conviction. Notice Jesus does not ask her if this teaching makes her feel better. Why wouldn't he ask her if she feels better? Because feelings are deceiving, changing, and untrustworthy. Jesus asks her about faith, not feelings. James Boyce says, Faith is an anchor fixed in bedrock. What did Job say? I know that my Redeemer lives. He doesn't say, I feel that my Redeemer lives. He doesn't say, I wish that my Redeemer lives. He says, I know. I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Dear friend, is your confession the same as Martha's? Is this your conviction? Is this your faith? It is not a matter of feelings. It is a matter of faith. Our feelings are untrustworthy. They're weak. They're all over the place. Sometimes we feel down, sometimes up, sometimes excited, sometimes discouraged, sometimes worn down and nearly burned out. And all of those feelings can happen actually in a single day. But dear friend, what do you believe what is in your heart of hearts? If you died today and stood before God, and he said, why should I let you into heaven? What would you say? Let it be our confession that through the work of Jesus Christ, no matter what the good Lord brings into our lives, no matter how frustrated, sad, or discouraged we might become, no matter how joyful, thankful, and grateful we are, confess in your heart the same as Martha did. Yes, Lord, I believe. Thank you for joining me today, and may God richly bless you.